Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. So what we've always said is the whole point of the gospel is relationship. It's not so you and I can be healthy. It's not so that you and I can live a moral life. It's not that we can be fulfilled, not that we can have great relationships. Those are side benefits because the whole point is relationship with God and therefore relationship with one another. We've talked about that last week about, or a couple weeks ago about when Jesus was praying that we may be one even as he, as Jesus and the Father are one and in the same way, and we're able to do that because it's Christ in us, right? That makes us one. And so um, again, it's about relationship and anytime we take our eye off the ball and we make it about something other than relationship, it gets skewed. Anybody here, you begin to contend for a breakthrough in the area and you lost Jesus entirely. You, your actual practical theology is Jesus has forgotten me and it's up to me to bug him until he comes through for me. His name is love. It's not love me not. Come on. It's about relationship, but always relationship requires a choice. Man, this is one of the most painful things is as a parent of an adult child and the child doesn't want a relationship with you. They get to choose, don't they? And you get to choose. And the most painful thing is not being chosen, true? And so here in this thing, relationship requires a choice. It's not a relationship if it's one way. Let me tell you, God has never been against you. God is for you. God loves you. There's nothing you can do to separate you from his love. He's going to love you whether you like it or not. In fact, conviction is this. When I am doing something that God never designed me to do, and Mr. Love is right there with me go away. I'm trying to enjoy myself. How's it working? (laughs) That's love, love, love. He will pursue you. The whole history, the Bible is one long list of God pursuing us. He's never been, we've never been enemies except in our own minds, Paul tells us in Colossians. It requires a choice, but for a choice to be real, there has to be a cost and a reward. And we were talking about this, that Jesus paid the highest price, right? For what? For us. On the cross, Jesus died that we might have a relationship with him, right? He's paid the highest price. And that highest price means he values us that much. He's not just throwing his life away. Oh, and so what I want to say, though, is when we're invited into a relationship, it's not one and done. There's really, as there always are, there's two ditches with relationship. And one is one and done. Now, let's just talk about marriage for a second. Guys, okay, don't raise your hand on this one. (laughs) Men, I'm going to out us. Men look at marriage this way. Here's the wedding right here. I win. Good. We're taking care of that. What's next? Relationship check. Sorry, I wasn't, was that, I don't think I was allowed to share that from the secret society, but um, guys are like, dude. 
No, the, the reality is it is, a, it is a walk. It's a walk. We're invited into this walk. Relationship is a walk. But the other ditch is if one and done is one, is I would say never done is the other ditch. It's never enough. It's never enough. Anybody been in a relationship where it was never enough? How much fun was that? You're constantly doing, but you never get what was promised. And, and in fact, a lot of Christianity is just that. It's a lot of promise and no delivery. That is not the gospel. Now, but the cross, through the cross, we are ever unpacking more and more and more of his goodness. And it's without end. And so how we do that is a walk. That's why Paul over and over again says, the Christian life is a walk. Now, how do you walk? This is kindergarten level, right? One step, then another step. This is not complicated. Some of you are like really worried. No, it's that simple. It's simply, but it's also not a what? Sprint. So who are my all or nothing people? You know what I'm talking about. Like, like, listen, listen, you, you rip that bandaid off. You break the cast. You do whatever. You're just, you're like, forget it. I don't need a process. Amputation. Let's do it, baby. Right? The all or nothing is, and, and I remember as a young believer, I was like, Jesus, I just want to be made in your image right now. Just do it. Zap me. Just zap me. And Jesus is like, you would die. I don't care. They're, the all or nothing, the sprint is not maintainable. I remember the first time I saw the passion of Christ and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm ripped for your, the cost you paid. Let me never forget it. <laughs> Can you live in that place? No. <laughs> and then, because I no longer felt the cost he paid, then I beat myself. Shame, guilt, right? Because it's not maintainable. In the same way, anybody found that the feelings of love in a relationship come and go. <laughs> that, I love it, put it this way, if you fall into love, you can fall out of love. But what is it? It's a day-by-day -day choice. It's a day-by-day -day walk. And so in the same way, when Jesus said to people, follow me, what was he saying? He was saying, it wasn't just one and done, right? Like, it wasn't Peter walked up to Jesus, duct taped himself to Jesus, and then Jesus just dragged Peter's body around, right? Like, it wasn't one and done. In the same way, relationship is with each other and with God is a growing walk. That's why he said, walk in yoke with me, right? How, so if a, a cow, if two cows are yoked, where are they going to go? The same place. Hopefully not dragging the second cow right? Okay, we're having some cordage issue here. There we go. All right, so it's, it's a walk, but it's for the walk to work, there has to be a cost. And again, I, I know you and me, we're, we're the all or nothing people. We'd rather just pay it all up front. I have bad news for you. It's day by day. So now that we're married and we are one, we will never have an argument again. Delusion right? Now that, now that, um, I, I just remember, I remember being delivered from uh, uh, sinful behaviors just radically when I got saved. And I thought I will never sin again until I decided out of curiosity to try. <laughs> Anybody done that? Who are my people? 
and you want to what you found out, you could. You still have to choose. But here's the good news. When we choose the choice God has for us, he empowers us to make that choice. He empowers us. It's not our effort. The, the walk is a walk of choice, moment by moment choice. And so, but it's not a, just on the level. Do you think that if we walk with Jesus, we should maybe grow over time? Hopefully some improvement may occur. Anybody here had a friend who made you better? Do you know what I'm talking about? You're like, they're like, you're amazing. I am. I am. Right? Jesus is that friend. If you walk with him, you can't stay the same. You know why? Because he's always stepping up. He's stepping it up a notch. Now, he's not doing the whole thing at once, dragging you up the stairs. It's one step at a time. And he's gracious and, and will wait with us, but he'll invite us to step up. And so that's exactly what we always do in Arise. We give you guys a choice anytime. You want to do something? Like, you want a Braves game? <laughs> step up oh. oh okay all right awesome awesome there we go i was waiting on a word from the lord so so here's the deal when jesus goes about his business everywhere he goes he says to people this thing come follow me right sometimes exactly in those words sometimes in different ways but not everybody said yes to following jesus right now that seems kind of silly, doesn't it? You see a guy, miracles are falling off of him. Like, I mean, amazing things, wisdom's coming out of him. And on top of it, we like the guy, right? I mean, who wouldn't like a friend like Jesus? But there's some will go with him and some don't. And I would submit there's about six areas where you and I daily will get to choose either to go with him or not little choices. And the problem is, you know what the problem with the choice is? It costs. It costs. Oh my goodness. Anybody here forgiven somebody? <laughs> I'm in the wrong place. I think we're in the wrong place. <laughs> Run. <laughs> we're in a bunch of vindictive people. Run for the hill. No. If you've forgiven anybody, anybody, anybody forgive it, you only forgive at cost. True? Yes. It's not forgiveness if it didn't cost you something, right? right? And so, what, so, so let's just look at these real quick. I, I just, we're going to go through these, and I want you to find where you are today, okay? So the first one I found is a cost is getting over my familiarity and what I think should happen. Where are my people who you have a will of God, will for God? God, I'm so glad you called me. I'm here to help you figure things out, right? So, so who's, my, who's my go on this? I love this, this moment with Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee and he goes, hey, hey. Oh no, this is, sorry. Oh gosh, I'm getting them all mixed up. Okay, oh yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, let's do there. There we go. So what happens is John the Baptist has a couple of disciples with him and he goes, you see that guy over there? The guy who had no form of loveliness that it would attract us to him? Yeah, that guy, he's the Lamb of God. And the guys go, really? And what do they do? They don't get the whole picture. They take off running. And they go to Jesus and they go, Jesus, where are you staying? Isn't that a weird question? 
Mariat, right? And what, what does Jesus say? Jesus gives them plenty of information. What does he say? Come and see. Okay, who here, when you're talking to Jesus, you only say yes if he gives you a completely outlined plan? <laughs> you're going to be waiting a while. Right? Anybody found that God offends you? He says, go do it. Go do it. I, I mean, how many times I've heard testimonies in this house, but my own, God would be like, I need you to give a word to so-and-so. I'm like, okay. No, go give it to him. I said, you haven't given me the word yet. He said, I'll get, call him up and I'll give it to you. I'm like, no. He said, if you don't call, I won't give it to him. I'm like, wow, no, no, no. There's something about it. God offends our need to know and invites us, in so doing, invites us to step up. But guess what? Not everybody got that. Because sometimes familiarity breeds contempt. Guys, I'm going to say something that sounds like heresy. But I discovered something. Do you know there's no record after Jesus' birth of Mary making the cut while Jesus was alive? The only reference to, G to Mary, his mother, is when she showed up with his brothers to put him in the funny farm. Because he was acting like somebody they did not know or recognize. He was acting, you know what he had been doing? I mean, the nerve of this guy. He was healing people and he was preaching and he was gathering disciples. Jesus, that's not how you do it. Who here has judged God on how he does things? Okay, three of us, seriously. You know what I'm talking about. You're like, Jesus, I would not do it that way. <laughs> But don't worry, I'm here for you, right? What happens is the God of the universe with skin on and his own mother who got an angel showed up who lived with Jesus for 30 years could not recognize him. God will offend our minds and it will take stepping over that offense to be able to step into what God has for us. <sighs> but it also will cost you in terms of family and friends. Anybody here, when you came to know the Lord, they tried to put you on the funny farm? Masha? Yeah, yeah, my mom thought I joined a cult. And, <laughs> you know, in the, uh, we were just coming out of the Soviet Union and well, it's still like that in Russia. Anyone who is not Orthodox is considered part of a cult. So she was really, really concerned for me for a while till she got saved five years later. <laughs> And then she joined the cult. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but anybody here, you just need to be under... Who are my people who need to be understood? Like, if I could just explain it to you, you would get it and you would love me. I've got really bad news. Um, being understood is actually not a guarantee of the gospel. It's actually the opposite. He said, if you follow after me, people will lie about you. Oh, gosh. That's his promise. Why don't everybody it's quote like, that promise? Oh my word. I really don't like a lot of that stuff. <laughs> no. There are moments when you have to make a decision. Follow Jesus, right? Or keep people happy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can I do both? Who please? are my pleasers? Come on, pleasers. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we're going to out everybody by the end. Don't worry. Your turn is coming. And so, you know, one, one great example is you've got this guy. He comes and he goes, and Jesus said... He's, Jesus says to him, like duck, duck, goose, right? Jesus goes, you. I mean, if Jesus says you, I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> right? He goes, you, follow me. He chose me. He chose me. And he goes, 
Jesus, I would love to, but he says, let me bury my father and mother. What? What? What that means in the colloquial back then was, when my mom and dad are dead, then I can go, because I know my mama. She ain't letting me go. What did Jesus say? He was so tender and compassionate, and he understood, and he tried to help the man understand, didn't he? What did he do? Let the bed dead bury the dead. What does that mean? There are people who are dead. Don't give them a voice to, to trump over the voice of God of saying yes to Jesus. But then you've got Peter and Andrew. Jesus walks down by. Now, Andrew was actually in the first scene, right? Jesus invited, you know, he come and see. Well, Andrew came and saw, and then he went home. Who are my people? You said yes to Jesus and then went home. <laughs> it's okay. It's a step by step by step. We grow in it. And Jesus goes, hey, you guys follow me. And Andrew's like, Peter, this is the guy I've been telling you about. Let's do this. And they drop everything. And we find out that Peter had a wife and couldn't, no, could keep her. No, uh, he had a wife. And, 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 and it's like, how could you? Listen, this is something really important. Jesus, you need to be able to say yes to Jesus, even if your spouse or your kids or your parents don't. You don't have to rub it in their face. Anybody here done that? <laughs> no, but you need to recognize nobody takes away your yes to Jesus. It's all yours. He said, come follow me and I'll make you fisher of men. What is the, that's a very strange promise. I don't know about you, like, like there's not a lot of detail. Again, anybody here gotten a whole lot of detail from Jesus? Actually, every time I thought I got a lot of detail about my future and destiny, turned out I made it all up. Anybody here, God's like, I want to take you to the nations. You're like immediately applying to every mission agency in town. Jesus is like, I didn't say that right? Jumping ahead, right? Jesus says simply, I know your heart is not for these fish, it's for people, and I will empower you if you'll come with me. <sighs> What's the next one? Money and security. Come on. Come on. Nobody wants to admit it. Okay. Actually, I wanted you to admit it. Who's the people you can trust Jesus as long as you're over a certain amount in your bank account? <laughs> After that, all bets are off. True? Okay. So, so we got it. You, if you're not honest, you can't get free. Okay? Ah. So money and security. And I will tell you this, whatever is our idol. We talk like, I won't bow to idols. An idol is anything you have to check with before you say yes to Jesus. <laughs> so are you saying that all of those uh, people who didn't follow Jesus, they had something in their lives that was bigger than Jesus? Well, yeah, because Jesus said, follow me. And they were like, let me check. No, mama won't let me follow Jesus. <laughs> right? And, but what happens? We've got Matthew. Guys, don't you love that? Who, who's been watching The Chosen? Oh, you my people. All right, don't you love that moment? Matthew rejected, hated, and Jesus walks by. He doesn't even promise him anything. He goes, hey, Matthew, follow me. You choose me, take it all. I'm coming, Jesus. Listen, the prize is Jesus. 
The prize is not the stuff. The prize is not your destiny. The prize is not him providing for all your needs according to his riches and glory. The prize is him. But in him you have all things. I love this. He leaves everything. Ah. And then he's dumb enough to invite Jesus home. Why do I say dumb enough? Anybody invited Jesus into your life? He's real, he rearranges the furniture. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because what does he do? I love it. He doesn't have a religious bone. He invites all of his friends who happen to be all the sinners and the prostitutes and the mafiosos. He's like, you got to meet my best friend, Jesus. And he doesn't think, and Jesus changes everything. Jesus wants access to all of you. And, and Matthew has no problem with that. But do you know what? There was another guy. Do you guys remember this? Rich young ruler. Oh gosh. It said that Jesus loved him. You know, this is the only person who Je said Jesus loved me except for John when he said Jesus loved him, which was Okay. Yeah. You know, like John's like, and I'm the guy Jesus loved. Okay. All right. We'll let him go on that. But literally this is the only other person that Jesus, it said Jesus loved. I, I really feel like he really wanted him to be on his team, right? Well, like he, saw he had his... like a special invitation, right? He really saw potential in that guy. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you look at the guys who followed Jesus, no offense, <laughs> but they weren't all that to write home about, right? One of the things I've discovered is oftentimes, and he, Jesus says this thing, he says, oh, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Why is that? Jesus is offering this much. Peter only has this much. It's a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. But when you're wealthy, whether it be in authority, power, acclaim, uh, fame, uh, um, uh, you're powerful, when you're wealthy, it costs you everything. And, the, and, and, and here's the rich, now, but I have a question. Was Jesus worth it for the rich young ruler? What do you guys think? Yeah. Do you think it would have worked out really well for him? Yeah. yeah. In fact, at, on the backside of this, Peter uh, it goes, Jesus, what about us? Because Peter is holding out on an IRA from Jesus. He's like, he's like, <laughs> we have left everything. And Jesus is like, you mean that mortgage boat? And a mother-in-law? And a mother-in-law? I sacrificed my mother-in-law for you, Jesus. <laughs> People are like, where do I get on that plan? Um, no, here he, he, he's like, but he goes, listen, if you've given up everything, don't worry, you'll receive it in this life. But notice he doesn't say when. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It, listen, listen, why, I remember as a kid watching, reading this and going, that is so rude of Jesus. Jesus wants it all. How rude. No, he just knew what had all of this man's heart. And Jesus knows what has your heart. It could be your addiction. It could be a relationship. It could be a child could have your heart. If you have to check with your child before saying yes to Jesus, that's an idol. And we would call it love. Hmm. Woo. Wow, I'm not going to comfort you. Oh, wow. We're comfort going and pleasure. Right? <laughs> Everyone is like, oh, don't touch mine. <laughs> Welcome to the idol of COVID. <laughs> Behold, when all was sent to their own home, 
Oh my goodness, comfort and pleasure. Oh my goodness, you know why we are given a comforter? You know why? Because he's going to make us uncomfortable. Listen, following Jesus will always, every step Jesus asks us to take is uncomfortable. You know what I've discovered? If I'm taking a step and it's not uncomfortable, it's probably not in obedience to Jesus. So there are words of knowledge that I can give that others would say, oh, wow, that's so amazing. It's not. It's I'm already at that level of comfort. So you know what Jesus asks of me? Step up. Take one more step forward. Ah! You know the last four words of knowledge that I've given in this church, nobody's responded to until afterwards? And you had to stand here. And I had to stand here. And I'm, and I'm like, Jesus, what's this about? He's like, do you feel comfortable yet? I thought it was to make me good, look good. I thought that was the whole point. No, he offends us. And it says pleasures are at his right hand forevermore, not by our own attempt. Anybody here uh, about killed yourself finding your own pleasure? Talk amongst yourselves. <sighs> we got, this is, I love this guy. He goes, he goes, they were walking along and the guy goes, I will follow you wherever you go. Like he's in the all in program, right? And Jesus calls his all in and raises him one. He goes, oh, by the way, um, there's no Motel 6. There's no uh, Marriott in your future. We sleep in the fields. And here, I want you to know something. Anybody like, okay, you don't do this, but have you heard of people who judge other people's weaknesses, but yours make a lot of sense? You know you're lying in the sand. Like you see somebody, you're like, I cannot believe they would not rise up and just make the choice and step forward. It's so obvious, such a small thing. Okay, sleep outdoors for a week. Oh my goodness, Lord, how could you? Right? Jesus would have lost me at that. <laughs> Just being real. Yeah. Masha, you, man, you, if you want Masha to sleep in some other place, it better be better than her bed. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no. I mean, look at it. But guess what? There were people who said yes. You know what? There were women who followed after Jesus. Now, this is actually in another category as well of offense. Do you realize that there was no room for them to be called disciples? Oh, listen, I'm not following Jesus unless I get equal representation. I'm, anybody offended yet? Please be offended. I am. What? Strangely enough, single guy hanging out with a bunch of ladies in the middle of nowhere. Maybe not the best idea. I'm just saying but that is so rude just because of my gender. These women didn't have any problem. They're like, it's Jesus. We're good. I love Joanna. Joanna is the wife of the treasurer steward of Herod's house. She is in the wealth. She heads to the fields. Man, I love it. I love it. Mary is actually, uh, Salome is actually James and John's mom. So I don't give them as much credit as, as Peter and Andrew. Because they brought mama with them. I think she was like, Zebedee, don't worry, I'll look after the boys. Are you, are you sleeping all right? Can let me tuck them in. You know, I mean, you can imagine. Like, Jesus, like, seriously, seriously, they're never going to be sons of thunder at the rate you're doing this. Oh, you should hear him fought. 
I mean, seriously, you know, it's like, I mean, can you imagine your mom comes with you? But it, she wasn't the only one. There was Mary, who was James the Lesser's mom, was on too. They had a whole mom section. Well, my mom's, right? Right, no, but hear me on this. Listen, listen, Jesus knows the heart. She's like, they are sacrificing their boys at the level of their ability. <laughs> no, Jesus knows our weakness. I will give you my children. I'm just coming with you. And by the way, Jesus, I want James and John to sit at your left and right, okay? Can we talk about this? Seriously, they have put in time, right? I mean, this is, this is Jesus knows our weakness. We think it's all or nothing. But literally, when they, he said, follow me, come and see, it was a one-day deal. And then it was the next day. And then it was the next day. Because it's a walk. It's not one and done. Listen, anybody found that when you got married, your problems didn't go away? They came home. <laughs> you know, I say the biggest problem with marriage is you're actually married to a mirror that shows you. I didn't think I was a mess until I married Masha and I realized, oh my gosh. Stuff keeps disappearing. <laughs> okay, I, I strategically I placed it throughout our house. <laughs> and strangely enough, they found places to live. Those things, I don't understand. No, but, but God will confront us in the place, but he'll confront us in a step we can take, but with him, not in our own strength. This is so important. This is not self-improvement. If God is calling you to make a choice, it may look hard, but it's Jesus empowering you to do it. Amen. All right, so man, I love me some Joanna. And it's interesting who, so you can say, wow, you know, the women were cut off and they didn't get the promotion. They actually got the greatest promotion of all. Do you know where those ladies were when the men were hiding under the tables? They were at the tomb. And they were the ones who received Jesus Christ and him crucified first. I don't know about you, but I'm taking that one to the bank. They were the ones... Fotini is, is the name we know uh, by tradition is the name of the Samaritan woman. Do you know she's considered, they call her in the Orthodox Church equal to the apostles. She and her kids, she had a lot of marriages, she had a lot of kids. She and her kids evangelized like crazy. They were amazing. Listen, don't allow some external structure to take away your ability to say yes to Jesus. Don't get, like, don't, if, some external structure is creating rebellion in your heart. That's not a sign of Holy Spirit. It's an opportunity to lay it down at the foot of the cross and ask God to show you how to rise up in a way that's not rebellion. Just saying. All right. Next, expectations and answers. Who here has had misplaced expectations with God? Okay, if you are breathing, you qualify, right? No, I mean... Has God disappointed your expectations? Yeah, Again, you got to be honest. I had no expectations in the first place. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, no, expectations are, this is why the Pharisees and the Sadducees missed out on Jesus. He said, you study the scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life. And yet here the word is skin on is standing in front of you and you can't even recognize me. An expectation, he didn't fit their plan. He didn't fit what they understood. Their picture. Their picture. And you know what's really, really sad? Do you know? I, I, again, this is a scene from The Chosen. There's that point with Nicodemus where Jesus has invited him to go. Because we don't see Jesus in the Gospels. We don't see Nicodemus following Jesus, do we? 
We see him hiding out. He only actually shows up after Jesus is dead. Oh, oh, Nicodemus, it didn't fit. It didn't, not, ah, I'm going to lose so much. I, explain how it all works out. Jesus doesn't do that, does he? He doesn't explain all the steps. He says, trust me, follow me, take a step. But you know somebody who did? Nathaniel. You know, you love Nathaniel. Nathaniel, like he's like, oh, what good can come out of Nazareth? And all Jesus goes is, I saw you under the fig tree. He's like, okay. <laughs> and she's like, that's all it took? Yep. He's like, you don't even want to know where we're going? Nope. I'm good. Why? Because he heard Jesus' cry. He heard the, the invitation of God and he stepped into it. And the final one is others. Okay, again, who here has allowed somebody else to take away your yes to Jesus? Today. No, no, I, for me, this looks like offense. This looks like unforgiveness. I mean, like, and Jesus goes, whoa, 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 whoa. What have happened to me dying on the cross and all that? Well, hold the phone. We need to make a blood sacrifice of this person. Anybody? I've, I am no longer able to say yes to Jesus because I have this hurt. I have this offense. This person's done this to me. I can't say yes to you. Be, you Sometimes the reason why we allow others to take away our yes to Jesus is because others are stepping on our expectations. I expected that if we got married, bum, 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 and you're not doing your part, so I can't say yes to Jesus. That got real. Sorry, I apologize. Um, but I love this. What does Peter say? You guys remember this? Jesus is telling him, Jesus is restoring him. This is the most intimate moment of Peter's life. Peter denied Jesus three times and Jesus is restoring him three times. He says, you, I am, in, I am not disqualified you. I'm inviting you to serve and, and to feed my sheep. Isn't this amazing? And Peter goes, you know, that's great, Jesus. But what about him? What about John? And what does Jesus say? What is that to you? You follow me. What I want to say is that whatever the situation, whatever the issue, whatever your step is today, today, what is your step today? Jesus is inviting us to rise up and step up. And again, it's not something that we do once for all, in the same way that a wedding is not a marriage once for all, but it's a day-by-day day walk. And that may sound exhausting, but I, first of all, it's not a tightrope unless you consider he has you in harness. And it's he who is in, in us to will and to do. It's he who empowers us to do what he calls us to do. It is he who calls us to walk with him and the gospel is simply this. You and I have been empowered through the cross to choose Jesus. And in him, remember, remember him, remember him, look on him in every situation and find in him everything we need, whether to forgive, whether to have courage, whether to, to step out, whatever it looks like, we have it in him. If we could have the worship team come up. Mm.
Guys, I, I, I don't, I, I've really come to this place where I've realized that Jesus only needs my choosing. He doesn't need my effort. He doesn't need my, uh, my working up a certain emotional state. He needs my choice to walk in obedience. And when he calls me to do something, he empowers me to do it. He doesn't need my effort. He needs my yes. And that I can give. That is me. And I get to choose him. And I get to choose him again and again. And when I don't choose him, guess what? He even uses my failures when I bring them to him. He transforms them to move me forward, to step up with him, to step on and to move with him. If we could stand. Father, I just ask right now that you would show each of us where we're at on the stairs, not compared to anybody else, but what's the step in front of us? What's the step you're calling us to do today? Lord, we trust you. We believe you. We love you. In your name, amen.